It may seem obvious, but the best person to design appropriate care for a community is someone from the community. A fact exemplified by these innovative projects featuring meaningful collaboration and co-design for services for our First Nations people. From up in Cairns to down in Metro North, the projects are unified by the fact that they are making strides towards closing the gap by providing care by mob for mob. And that is the key. Thanks very much for that introduction. I like being dist distinguished. That's very nice. Um, and firstly, uh, I'd just like to acknowledge the lands on which we're meeting today and all the Aboriginal people of the Turrbal and Yuggera people and all the Aboriginal people in the room um, and my non-Indigenous uh, colleagues. Um, so this training program really grew out of COVID, obviously, which I don't need to go over for any of you. But um, it became quite apparent uh, through 2020 that vaccination was going to save us and if we could develop safe vaccines that uh, we needed to get really good coverage right across the, uh, the whole community and particularly in First Nations uh, community who do obviously have quite a burden of, of chronic disease. So, um, so we started planning, you know, and I think the first session this morning really covered off some of the reasons why we would be doing that, um, you know, for equity, uh, access in really remote areas, the hesitancy uh, that First Nations community, or we all had really around COVID and, and the vaccines. And so it became, we, we felt it was absolutely imperative to get the Aboriginal health worker workforce and health practitioner workforce delivering vaccines and absolutely integrated into the rollout of the COVID-19 vaccination program. Um, and so we partnered with the uh, Cunningham Centre uh, to deliver this training and my colleagues will now tell you um, how it went. Thank you, Katie. I'd like to thank um, Katie and the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Health Division uh, for knocking on our door at the Cunningham Centre in December 2020 um, about this proposal to design and develop First Nations-specific COVID training. So what came from that was a conversation and um, that led to three training modules that I was able to design and co-design. Uh, there was a lot of uh, feedback that was sought throughout the consultation process and design and development. And I'll just get to the next slide there. Um, and there was discussion about workshops to help take that online training and make it practical. So initially I was told five workshops and then that became 20 and it actually was 50 in the end and a colleague, Kelly, uh, knocked out a couple to help me. Um, so you can see the, the key locations where I delivered that training. That's, that looks like 90 days away from home and about 44,000 kilometres that I travelled. Lots of road trips and um, flights in that and it was just an absolute honour to be able to go to all these different locations and work with so many health workers and health practitioners that love their job. So um, this is just a few of the images. I don't think I've laughed so hard in all the trainings I've ever delivered. Um, 
lots and lots of health workers and health practitioners. That was the main cohort of learners. But in some locations, it was like they just sent everybody so that the key messaging around the vaccine could get out. That was number one, is yarning about this vaccine and this disease. So, you know, that was always my point, is if you don't have those conversations and unpack this, you're not going to have anybody's arm to jab. So um, we had lots of discussion um, along the way and lots and lots of what was talked about this morning is the kind of stuff that came out in the training around the blockers to equity and getting there and the issues around um, you know, you're telling us to get this vaccine um, and all the, the myths and things that were in the media at the time. It was overcoming all of that to be able to um, get somebody to, to agree to have a vaccine that they actually believe was valuable. Um, and that best, that education best came from the health workers and health practitioners that lived and worked in those communities, not somebody like myself flying in and out, in out um, trying to deliver a service. So the online training modules, um, we collated the, the feedback from those, and that's just a word snap that my lovely admin did for us. But really it was... Um, you know, getting that information across in a fun way that was informative, First Nations focused was number one. And the workshops as well was really focusing on the key messaging, which changed constantly. That was my biggest challenge was every week having to review what was new with COVID. And that's all I thought about. And it was hard enough for me just to keep up with the messaging to then be able to give them the right um, messages to go on with and the right resources to refer to. So it was very hands-on. Christy was at my very first training in Toowoomba. She should have been at the 50th. It would have been much better. Um, <laughs> but she's um, going to have a little chat about her experience now and where it took her. Thank you. Hi, my name is Christy. I'm an Aboriginal health worker from Carvel Medical Services in Toowoomba. I've been there for oh, since 2020. Um, I'm doing at the moment my um, practitioner course and hopefully after that do my ENs. Um, this training gave me the confidence um, to vaccinate my mob and community and was giving me the opportunity to actually speak to my community and mob about why it's important to get vaccinated and why we're doing this for is to help our community. Um, Carbill gave me a chance to vaccinate at the um, COVID clinic that we have. So in the height of the pandemic, I was over there five days a week um, vaccinating. And I think we've, I, when I was over there and over at the medical center as well, we've probably vaccinated, I vaccinated alone probably over 800. Um, and as an Aboriginal health worker, I think it's important that we can vaccinate because at the end of the day, we're there to show our community where we see those clients before the doctors see them or before a nurse sees them. So to get that information out to them to explain that it's okay to get this vaccination and have all the pros and cons there with them, that just shows them, you know, we know what we're talking about. We're not going to give you something that's going to hurt you. It's going to save your life. You don't want to be in hospital. Go get the jab. Um, I'm just reading what else I've got. Um, but, yeah, no, the training really did help and it just opened my eyes out, opened my eyes to what I can do in the future and that's making me want to do my ENs and do my nursing and get higher. So, yeah. Um, I will now give it to the next speaker.
I'll just click the button. Yep. Thank you. I'm going to welcome Lynette to the stage from Sherberg. So good morning, everyone. My name's Lynette Brown. I'm currently um, a project officer for the Indigenous Health Team in Toowoomba, but I'm based in Sherberg. Um, so my main role at the moment is um, the whole COVID response and looking after people that are coming through as positive and, you know, organising social support and that stuff for them. So I identify as a um, Baradabana and a Gurang Gurang woman with strong connections to Warabinda and the Sherbrooke communities. Um, so I've been with Queensland Health not that long, so I'm only a pup compared to probably most of you. I've been there for a little bit over 12 months. Um, came there as an admin officer, went in to do some ear and hear, ear and hear hearing stuff, um, and then got seconded over to the whole COVID stuff. Next one. Oh, and that was a photo when we were doing our um, the second lot of training, and um, the premier happened to rock up in Sherbrooke that day. It was very daunting. Um, so, like most um, everyone else in Australia, the whole COVID journey began for us in 2020, with the public health emergency being declared. Um, it was a very eventful time, and for First Nations peoples, the most significant being the lockdown of the 19 discrete communities across Australia, uh, across Queensland, um, that was imposed by both the federal and the state governments. It was very swift, it was strict, and our people weren't prepared. We thought it was unfair, we thought it was racist, and it was a very bad reminder of the early permit systems in our communities. We learnt that our community would not cope with another lockdown, so how could we protect our community, our elders and our culture? So we knew what the answer was. We needed um, vaccines. We needed to get our mob vaccinated. Um, so it's a couple of little photos there. So the little girl who's come through for her, her PEDS um, vaccination, myself, Sylvia and um, Nay, our clinical lead, going out and about um, doing a bit of door knocking. So we don't do a lot of door knocking, but on a Tuesday morning we will do um, visit like the vulnerable um, people, so the elders, people with disabilities, and just some of those other little uh, vulnerable mob in the community, just to make it a bit easier for them. Um, and we're doing the same with the flu vaccinations as well. Um, so how did I become an Aboriginal health worker vaccinator? Well, really, it was by chance. It was just an opportunity that arose, and I stuck my hand up and said, yep, I'll do it. Um, so at the time, the Indigenous um, health team, the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Health Division, um, and the Darling Downs Health COVID vaccination team in collaboration with the Sherberg Aboriginal Shire Council um, were planning these, this big super clinic to get people vaccinated in Sherberg. Um, they needed admin staff for it. Um, so I just stuck my hand up and said, yeah, I'll do it. Um, so I'm glad I did it. Um, so August last year, we had our first super clinic. Um, I really enjoyed the experience. Um, well, I love admin work. It was the only thing that I ever passed in high school. I, VLA'd everything else, um, but got the school award for secretarial studies. Um, so um, I really enjoyed the experience and it gave me the opportunity to watch how the clinic was running. Um, I was able to yarn with other clinicians and become familiar with the systems and the processes. I found that just working in the environment helped um, me to increase my knowledge about COVID-19 and COVID-19 vaccines. It also gave me the opportunity to yarn with visiting peers and be inspired to further develop my own skills. Um, September 21, I was a student in Karina's second lot of training at the Sherbrooke TAFE. 
Um, there was only, I think, four or five of us. It wasn't a very big group. I think the first group was the big group. Um, we did the, the online modules and then the face-to-face -face training with uh, Karina. Um, and then I was ready and I was keen to undertake the practical stuff. So off to Toowoomba I went to the Clifford Gardens Clinic, walked in there. We've got this little clinic probably about that big and you walk into Clifford Gardens and the clinic's about that big. Um, so it was very awe-inspiring. Um, I had no problems actually with sticking needles in arms. I, I got straight into it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Um, <laughs> The, the problem I did have was I was really worried about um, drawing up. I was worried about drawing up too much and killing people and that sort of stuff. But it was fine. I was worried for nothing. Um, I made it, yeah. So it was a very deadly experience for me and I'm glad that I was afforded the opportunity. Um, I have... Um, I have been the only Aboriginal health worker actually in the COVID vaccination space in Sherberg. Um, since we've been doing vaccinations there. Um, and I can perform all roles. So I do the admin stuff, I do the drawing up, and I do the vaccination. So we've only had two people, the clinical lead and myself in our vaccination clinic. Um, and then on Tuesday morning, I do the bit of a drive around when we get a couple of nurses over from Toowoomba. Um, but I suppose for me, um, I'm very fortunate to be able to work with a clinic lead that's very supportive, and she's very um, passionate about immunisations and vaccinations. Um, I think it helps as an Aboriginal health worker to be confident with what you want to do and have great rapport with your community um, and to work alongside a great team. I can't count the number of times and I, I used to say to everyone, oh, this, the police are going to get me for harassment soon because I'd always be running out on the street looking for people to jab so we weren't wasting any. Um, but I suppose, like, if you can encourage Aboriginal health workers um, to do things out of their comfort zone. It, it benefits um, you guys, but it also benefits our mob. Um, and we know that Aboriginal health workers are very important. We are the link between the service and the communities. Thank you. We got, we'll just have a minute to say what's next. Yeah, look, um, I'm sure you can see from um, our colleagues here how passionate they've been, and they did just a fabulous job during COVID uh, in Sherberg. Uh, they really provided the whole response, testing, vaccinating, uh, people came back from leave, uh, they vaccinated on New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, um, and also the social supports. And so the First Nations Division is really keen going forward that we uh, get our Aboriginal health workers, um, First Nations health practitioners working to the full scope of, um, that they can and really embedded in clinical teams. And so we've got a, a little bit of work going on to try and change the meds, the meds regulations and work with HHSs to really try and facilitate this because um, COVID's been disruptive. Um, we've proved, you know, Karina's shown you can deliver fabulous training that enables people to look after their own. Uh, and that's where we hope we will um, progress now uh, and not leave these lessons behind.
And I just, I had a whole pardon card of, of acknowledgements. Just a shout out to TARS in Townsville, Washopran, the Cairns First Nation COVID response team, Kabul, Darling Downs Indigenous Health Team, uh, and up in Torres and Cape. Uh, they, they absolutely rocked it up there, um, getting out their health workers into the islands. And in the little community of Wujul Wujul, where I had a, an amazing opportunity to work with their, their three health workers, Alice, Anna and Florence, they managed to get a 97% double vax rate in their community. As always, thank you for listening to our podcast and taking the time to learn about the wonderful work of Queensland's frontline clinicians. To continue the conversation, head on over to Facebook, Twitter or Instagram and let us know of any pockets of excellence you think deserve to be showcased. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Clinical Excellence Queensland.